started the series uh, really for the year, and uh, Pastor Peter started uh, four basic things about knowing God, and so then the I'm, I'm going to continue it, and we're going to continue it for the next couple of months. But knowing God is essential. And been, it's been my experience that people want to know God. They want to be Christian-ish. And the only way I can explain it, I don't know if you've ever uh, remembered this silly riddle. It's like, how do you catch an elephant? How do you catch an elephant with a pair of binoculars, tweezers, and a medicine bottle? You want to know how? You take the binoculars, you turn them around this way, and you find the elephant. You pick him up then with the tweezers and put him in the medicine bottle. It's a silly joke, but guess what? That's been my experience about people who want, they say they, they want to know God. They want to have some relationship with God. But the problem is, they've, they're looking through God through binoculars the wrong way. They make him so small that he's manageable in a world that's fallen. So basically, there's too many of us to be safe because we are so in the secular world. We operate in the secular world. We want to be. We want to occupy ourselves with religious Christian things, but our view of God has to be distant enough that we're comfortable in a secular world. But we're going to find out in the scriptures. They don't. They don't tell us to manage God. They tell us. To seek, to know, to come to a knowledge. And there's a safety thing. And the, 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 the safety and the benefits of knowing God. A lifetime of knowing God. I mean, what does the scripture says? Seek ye first what? Seek his kingdom. It means... You know what? No matter what is set up here, no matter what you experience when you read, you know, read a book, read the scriptures, it says at that time, now ask for a spirit of wisdom, a, a spirit of knowledge to teach you that. That's the Holy Spirit. That just reading about it, not enough. You've just begun. Say, here's, here's a fresh thought. And now you have to get your revelation. You have to ask the Lord by his spirit to speak to you what was said in that scripture to me. Because if I read a scripture, this is what's so amazing about the scripture, is that if I read a scripture, it speaks so powerful to an area in my life, if I ask the Lord to let me understand this from where I'm at, you read the same scripture, and it's going to say something different for your life, though it's the same scripture, though it's the same spirit. You get your revelation, a, 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 a word of knowledge about that. So today, I, I always enjoy hearing um, there's couples who go out after 
the service, have breakfast or lunch. And they go, so what did you hear today? And somebody will say something, and they look at them going, did you go to the service that I went to? That yes, because what you do is, what's happening is that you're receiving a revelation. Now, here's the difference. If you don't expect a revelation, I always thought it was just me. But when you read the scriptures, Paul, the apostle Paul says, I've been praying and asking the Lord to give you insight and revelation. You know, the knowledge of Jesus wasn't enough. The knowledge of the Lord just isn't enough. You need to let that spark the revelation. So the part that I thought was just me, and might be a part of, you know, a gifting that the Lord's given me, but when anyone is ever preaching, I have a second, a second preach going on in my brain at the exact same time. Because they're saying this about Antioch, and I'm going, hmm. Alabama, when I lived there, you know, I got this, I have this other story going. Of course, some might call that a mental illness, but I'm believing it's a gift from the Lord. It's been going on for a while now. <laughs> Even when I come up here and preach, I would say that if not every Sunday, at least every other time I teach, the Lord tells me something up here. To put to that scripture. And that gummit is always the best part of my message. You know, I wish I was that smart. I wish I was that insightful. So the Apostle Paul is telling all of us today, you know what? You're not just hearing what I'm sharing because I copied it out of the Bible anyway. Everyone goes, man, yeah, that's a great word you gave today. Thank you. He's like, I just thought it up, you know. No, it just came out of the Bible. You had the same opportunity this week. So, uh, am I getting silly, Crystal? Am I getting silly? Okay. Let us take a look today, not just what the Word says, but to throw us into a revelation. Lord, speak to me. Speak to me, what is that, what Mark is saying? Amen. What is he saying to me? I know what he said to the crowd. But every one of you needs to have your own revelation. And that's how you know God. That's how you get to know God. Let's take a look. Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the Lord, the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, it, he qualifies who he's asking, the glorious Father may give you the, wisdom, uh, the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. All these people saying, well, if you just read your Bible every day more, I've read, I've, my grandmother is a little Norwegian. She would read her Bible every day and she cussed like a sailor. <laughs> of course, when you, when you, Learn one language and English is your second language. What's, what words are the first ones you learn? <laughs> you learn how, whatever language you're learning, you learn how to cuss in it, first of all. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's just not reading it. But if the Apostle Paul 
says, I am asking the Lord. He's not asking the Lord that, oh, I just wish they would study more. I just wish. He goes, no, here's what I'm asking, that what you do see, what you do hear, what you do read, you need a spirit of wisdom. What does that mean? How do I apply that to me? I need revelation. He's going, boy, do you need revelation. Well, Jesus is right there. You need revelation. Well, you've been writing us letters. You need revelation of anything that I say. You need revelation. It's like, that? Well, that's just not... <clears throat> it, it, th there's, there's so much, so much benefit. Because the difference between... Knowing God and knowing about God, the, the, the benefits, you know, if he's distant or he's close. If he's close, do you know on that picture of that elephant, you notice things in that big picture that you can never see in the small picture. You can see when that elephant just starts to move, just flinches, instead of the distant one where he can move many feet and you're not even aware of it. And so it is with God. What happens when you get to know him? It's an automatic thing. You don't have to try. But you immediately have more energy to serve. You have a greater desire, a boldness to share him so that other people can experience the Lord. It... it <clears throat> You can, you can almost tell how close someone is, how big their God is. If they, can, if they can use the language that I'm God's child. Do you know how many people struggle with that? I'm a child of God. You're excited about it. But some people are going, now, how do you define that? I mean, you know, they don't know, know there's a spirit of adoption. And you get the teaching. You get a 10-minute teaching for them to just express their incredible great love and devotion for the Lord. They feel like they have to teach you to reveal to you, you know what? I don't care. It is my revelation. I love my wife. Do I need to explain to you why I love my wife? Do I owe it to you? You may think so, but I don't. I know my wife would love for me to say why I love her so much. But she's the only one I have to explain it to. Not to you. But that's when, you know what? Because I've experienced her. She gives me great boldness because she's reciprocated in her love for me. When it says... To know the Lord better. Let me just throw this out there. About the word know. In the Old Testament, it said that Abraham knew Sarah. Uh, folks, that wasn't, well, how do you do? Okay. <laughs> you know what Abraham did? He and Sarah experienced something together. Can you unexperience something like that? No, because... She gets pregnant. Like, whoa. That's what it is to know him better. It's to experience something that no one can take from you. 
It's like, if someone can talk you out of God, you never knew him. You knew about him. Because there's things that you go, I know that I know that I know. Just try to come and get it. It defies anything you've got to say. It defies your anger. It defies any circumstance I may be in. How bad is it going for you right now? You're like, well, why don't you deny God? But Job said, he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know what I know. And his kids were killed. He lost all his wealth. He lost all his friends. And the circumstances couldn't take it away from him because he knew. He knew. Wow. The special relationships that you see so many of the men of men and women of God, God knew what they had to experience. And so Moses, he goes, when I pass by, you can look. They had to experience something. And that's where the Lord wants us. It's in the New Testament, it's there over and over and over again. We'll just touch on a few of them. For us to just have that spirit of revelation. And, and I, it, it, the Apostle Paul says, you know what? I'm not even telling you to ask for it. I'm going to ask for you. So the end of the service, for those of you who want to fall under that blessing, that cry to God, that I want to cry out for you. That you would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about you're, you're, you're at work tomorrow and you see a piece of paper blowing across the highway. And I've, and I've known men like this. This has happened to me. Women. And they see this paper blowing by and all of a sudden a, you know, a prophetic thing comes on them. And they're just going, ah. Oh. You know, as that paper blows across the road, so is the spirit of God blowing around the world. I remember many years ago, before I knew it was bad for your health, I was jogging. <laughs> These people are going, I just feel so much better after I run five miles. And I said, I'm out of breath taking the garbage now. <laughs> How does that make you feel better? So, so I, I'm out there jogging, you know, like, oh, praise God, praise God, yeah, praise God. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I'm getting better. And you know, and, and so I go. Well, I'll just pray. Maybe it'll get my, eye, my my mind off my running, or I'll just fall flat asleep. One of the other. <laughs> oh, tell me you go. Don't go and pray and fall asleep. It's like, oh no, the the spirit put me out. You know, it's like. <laughs> so I'm just like. Oh. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Just got to get to that corner. Three more miles. <laughs> and, then, and I'm just going along. And says, oh, Lord, bless this, bless that. And, For I shall not fall. I, I, shall, is it, I shall not seek riches, but riches will seek me. I stopped running and went. Dang. <laughs> I mean, there's just, boom, a revelation, a prophecy, boom. 
Because I went out there to, to deal with some financial problems. I wasn't that, I, that was not the spirit I was praying in. The Holy Spirit caught up with me. I wasn't running that fast. <laughs> wow, revelation. And the Apostle Paul asked for it for the Ephesians. To know him. You know, when you get to know the Lord, <laughs> everything just changes. So, so why is it so important that we know the Lord? Simply it's because of this. God made life, and God alone can explain to us its meaning. Knowing God comes from spiritual realities that come through revelation such as if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Jesus said, hey, I've only said to you what I heard what my father say. So he sounds like his dad. And he goes, I'm going to send you one who is going to tell you all the things that I have said. So people say, I saw Jesus. That was the Holy Spirit. Christ, the bridegroom. Returning for us. I hope those are just a story that you've read. But that God would give you a revelation. He said, the blood of Jesus. That covenant. His love for you is given even when he has knowledge of the worst things about you. So basically, he loved you at your very worst. Is that not just, did you not hear the Holy Spirit just say something? Okay, let me tell you what the Holy Spirit's trying to tell you. <laughs> but if I tell you, then he's got to tell you something more, so I will. All right. If he loved us at our very worst, when we didn't know him, and we didn't know sin is sin, we just thought it was a good time. If he loved us then, at our very worst, that there is not a day in your life in the future that he can get any dirt on you that will change the way you feel. He loved you at your worst. You can't be blackmailed by the devil. You can't. What a revelation. I'm not going to ask you how many are feeling, have felt guilty most of your Christian walk because of something. Even Practically, probably, before you even accepted the Lord, you're still feeling guilt. This is an opportunity to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to that wound, to, to that which is blackmailing you. I can't get more involved because, you know, I do this all over the weekend, or I got a problem with this, I got a problem with that. You're being blackmailed. God loved you at your worst. At your worst. 
You need to be free. Wow, verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope which he has called you. Do you know we're called to be hopeful in everything? To be hopeful when it's all going bad. I'm called to being hopeful. Stop, you know, all you Eeyores. Oh, well. You know, I, I, one of the things, I, I hated Winnie the Pooh for one reason. Eeyore's going to show up. I see Eeyore in the, in the stream, and he's on his back floating. And Rabbit or somebody is saying, Eeyore, he goes, what, what are you doing in the water? He goes, I fell in. He goes, why don't you get out? Well, when I paddle with this arm, I go in a circle. So I decided to paddle with this arm. And I returned from the circle that I just started. So why bother? Like, you're a Christian. There are Christians that way. Why bother? The, the, the word says that with, when we have a revelation of who he is, there's something that happens in us is that we're hopeful. You come to me going, you tell me the circumstance and how bad it is, how bad it is. I just want to say, just get a revelation because that circumstance is overrunning your vision of who God is. He needs to be this big instead of this big. That it just, to, to be hopeful, this is what we're to be addicted to hope. And it, with hope comes these things confidence, expectation. You know, if you have hope, I've got an expectation. Why, why would you? Don't you know this is happening? You don't have that? You don't have that? I'm telling you, I, I, don't, I got hope. You know what you got? You have a revelation of who God is. There's no explaining it. it circumstance can't, bother, can't, can't mess it up, so words can't explain it. Optimism. Courage. I'm anticipating something to happen. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. Hello. The riches of his glorious inheritance. Let me give you a definition. Inheritance means everything Christ earned you get. Now I really like the word inheritance. What he paid for, you get inheritance. His glorious inheritance. Is anybody looking forward to me praying over you? <laughs> Amen. I, I just threw this one in. I, I was read this. You know, Matthew said, your father knows what you need before you ask him. 
You know, people, so, so why ask? Here's what. You need to ask. But this means sometimes God answers the prayer we ought to have prayed rather than the ones that we did. <laughs> That's a revelation. You know what? It says to pray and pray often. But every now and then I go out there to pray, you know, like, I hate him and I don't like that and I'm financially, but I will not chase riches, but riches shall chase me. Sometimes that prayer that you should have been praying, the Holy Spirit just comes along and goes, boom, and you prayed it. I guarantee you, in the mind that I was, I would have never prayed that. Never. Why? Because I was discouraged. I was upset. I was jogging. <laughs> That's a bad sign. I saw a post, you know, New Year's post, and a friend of mine who's larger than me, and he goes, I've cut out sugar. I've cut out gluten. I've watched my diet. I run five miles a day, and I've never felt better in my life. And then the next thing underneath it goes, okay, this wasn't, I'm not actually doing this. I read another friend who is doing it, and I was so inspired I thought I'd repost it. <laughs> I almost reposted myself. but <laughs> Wow. I need revelation. I need Something to take, take, take me over, to get me out of my doom and gloom, and nothing's going to work. And that's when you know God, that, that God is this big instead of this big. That somewhere he's placed in your spirit. Encouragement. Well, Jesus came to seek us where we are in order that we might, he might bring us to where he is. There's only one way that happens. And that we see him for who he is. We were made to know God. Our aim should be to have a life to know God. Eternal life that Jesus gives is to know God. The forgiveness that he died on the cross for was for us to know God. One more scripture and I'll pray for you. Jesus prayed this. Now this is eternal life. This is eternal life. That you would know the only true God and Jesus Christ whom he has sent. To know him. When Jesus says this is eternal life, now everyone says, oh, no, here's to eternal life, that he died for our sins. No, that was the passage for us to get to the ultimate goal, to know him, to seek you first. 
and everything fits. Not seek ye my comfort. Seek ye first the kingdom. So, if you would like for me to pray for you, to ask the Lord, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, to grant you revelation, please stand. Hallelujah. So, Father, I speak over every man and woman in this building. As the Apostle Paul prayed for the Ephesians, Lord, that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It's not just knowledge, Father. We, the world is dying seeking knowledge, but we need revelation. When we find out about you and your word, we need your revelation in our life. How do we apply it? What do we change? What is our mindset? Do I have hope? Am I hopeful? Do I allow the Holy Spirit to pray what needs to be prayed instead of what I want to be prayed? Father, I thank you because you are a God who gives. A God who blesses and has called us to be with him. Thank you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said? Have a great day.